This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name at Structured Settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, today on Ringler Radio, we have a great show. We're going to spotlight a subject recently written about in an article by Giselle Hunt in the Pittsburgh Courier titled, Disabled Americans Seek More Consumer Protection. We'll be discussing how to protect consumers and people living with disabilities from the actions of factoring companies and also educating them on the benefits of structured settlements for the long term. And joining me today in this discussion as my co-host is my friend and colleague, Randy Dyer. Randy served as executive director of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association from 1987 through 2008 and joined Ringler Associates in 2010. He's now on the board of directors of NASTA. So, Randy, welcome back to Ringler Radio. Great to have you as my co-host. Always a pleasure, Larry. Terrific. And joining us today are two very special guests. First, we have Sally Greenberg, Executive Director of the National Consumers League. The league's focus is on five key priority areas, fraud, child labor, life smarts, health care, especially the safe use of medications and medication adherence, and food safety and nutrition. So uh, that's quite a big, uh, big serving on your plate there, Sally. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And uh, also, we have a returning guest to Ringler Radio, a great friend of uh, Ringler and the, uh, the industry, Mark Periello, President and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, also known as the AAPD. It's the nation's largest disability rights organization. Welcome back to Ringler Radio, Mark. Great to have you. It's great to be here. Terrific. Well, Sally, let's start with you. Talk to us about the National Consumers League and the purpose of the organization. Give us a little bit of insight. Well, the National Consumers League has been around since 1899. We are dedicated to promoting and protecting the interests of workers and consumers. We have uh, um, worked in many of the areas that you name, but we're particularly focused, and our, hit, our, our founders were particularly focused on vulnerable consumers, that is, uh, women, children, immigrants, uh, in this case, we're talking about people with disabilities, people who tend to get taken advantage of in the marketplace by unscrupulous uh, operators. Mm-hmm. So this is a history we're very proud of, and it's great to be able to talk about the, the issues of consumer protection and people with disabilities. Great. Mark, uh, you've, you're, you've been a regular on, uh, on uh, Ringler Radio for I don't know how many years now. How, how long have you been at, uh, at AAPD? I've been at AAPD for about three and a half years now. Three and a half years, and I think each of those years you've done a Ringler radio show, so you're no stranger to the audience. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the initiatives you've put in place uh, uh, since your, uh, your tenure began. You got it. So at AAPD, we focus on four principles of the Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, economic power, equal opportunity, political participation, 
um, and independent living for people with disabilities. And we really do that um, through a number of programs um, and policy initiatives here at AAPD. Uh, but some of the things that I'm most proud of to answer your question specifically uh, is the creation of the Disability Equality Index, which is going to be or is a tool that companies can use um, to determine how they are doing based on a scale of 1 to 100 on disability issues. Um, it's a really exciting venture. Um, we just launched the program um, this year. We had a pilot process where 50 Fortune 1000 or similar scope companies participated. Uh, we actually only expected um, or anticipated having 35 companies, and so there was a lot of interest. And so uh, we have been really excited to get that off the ground. Um, and the other thing we've done is really put in place a great policy team here at AAPD that can look at the myriad of issues that affect people with disabilities. Um, including the things we'll be discussing today, but including housing, transportation, technology, healthcare, jobs, and the economy. Um, you know, it really runs the gamut, um, and we have a just top-notch team in place at this point um, that I'm really proud to work with every day. Well, that's terrific. Mark, uh, you know, the AAPD, as you well know, is celebrating its 24th anniversary, and congratulations on that. Uh, in this article... Uh, that was written uh, in the Pittsburgh uh, newspaper, you mentioned the importance of consumer protection, in particular when it comes to factoring companies. Now, for those of you in our audience who are not familiar, a factoring company operates to buy back a tax-free structured settlement annuity from an injured claimant at a value much lower than what the long-term present value of the structured settlement is. Sometimes this can happen because the person holding the structured settlement and receiving periodic payments may suddenly have a need for more immediate cash. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes they fall prey to late-night TV ads uh, and you know, they're, when they're most vulnerable uh, to the temptation of cashing in a very valuable asset. So, Mark, give us a background on how you are bringing this specific topic, the whole factoring process, uh, onto the AAPD's agenda. So we're doing it in a number of ways. First, I think, and most importantly, is through consumer education and, you know, making sure that people who are members of AAPD and others understand the implications of factoring on their settlement. Um, and that is a, a critical component. And so through dialogues like the one we're having today, we are bringing these issues to the forefront. Um, the second thing that we are doing is working on the policy front um, to make sure that there are strong um, rules and regulations and laws in place that will benefit people with disabilities um, and protect them um, from the more unscrupulous um, companies that are out there when it comes to factoring. So we're working with Representative Cartwright on legislation that he has that I think we'll talk more about in a bit. Um, you know, looking at places like Wisconsin that are considering new laws um, and doing all of this um, in conjunction with the National Structured Settlement Trade Association, working with Sally Greenberg um, and the National Consumers League uh, to really bring attention to these issues um, for our members and for all people with disabilities. Uh, Sally, the uh, problem, of course, is that the uh, discount rate used in these factoring transactions uh, is very steep. Uh, people get uh, uh, not not anywhere near what the uh, their their payment stream 
is worth. And uh, until recently, these transactions were uh, were not at all transparent. Now, fortunately, we're able to find some of them in court records, and we're able to see just how uh, how how uh, uh, hard how harshly these uh, consumers are treated. Uh, what are your thoughts on factoring in general from a consumer protections perspective? Well, you know, the, as you said, the discount rates are huge. And so people are thinking short-term, they may need some short-term cash. We'd like to see them go to a bank and borrow the money against the annuity that they get each month. Because when you borrow from a bank, you can get a loan at 5 6 7% and pay it back uh, slowly over time. But what you, what happens when you assign over your uh, annuity, your monthly annuity, which is meant to take care of you for your lifespan, uh, you lose access to that stream of income, and you are giving over one of the most secure kinds of investments to a company that is paying you really pennies on the dollar for uh, given what you, what you will get as a uh, for a lump sum compared to what they are going to be making on this investment of your uh, annuity. So I think it's a predatory practice, just like a payday loan is a predatory practice, just like a title loan is a predatory practice. I think it is something that we want federal regulators to look into. And I find it uh, disturbing that we don't have more protections for people with disabilities to get access, um, and if they need cash, there there has to be, you know, obviously education and some training about how to get it without uh, falling for these ads on television, which make it sound like a dream come true that you're going to get to buy and uh, own things that you couldn't possibly imagine, and it's your money, and it's really a lot of hype and very dangerous for people with disabilities who count on this income. Well, Sally, that's very well said. Uh, the predatory practice uh, comment, I think, is uh, really apropos. Mark, talk to us about your concern over factoring companies in terms of the dearth of knowledge most people have or don't have about the, you know, the quick sale for the short money that, uh, as Sally mentioned, is uh, part of the the TV lexicon these days. What about disabled people whose long-term health costs are going to rise over time and and, and go up over time, and yet these people are are selling these annuities that are going to protect them uh, for short money? Yeah, and so that's the key, Larry. You know, when it comes right down to it, there just isn't enough information um, out there in terms of what happens when a consumer factors their structured settlement. Um, and the information that is out there is, is exactly the type of information that Sally talked about. It's these commercials, they're on all day long, um, late at night, and they really just encourage people to, you know, sign over their annuities so that they can get what they need right away. And there are probably some very legitimate reasons why people might want to factor their settlement. Um, You know, there are emergencies that come up. There are things that people might not have planned for. Um, But ultimately, um, what we really need to do is educate the consumer from the start so that they are building a structure in the beginning that takes into account the fact that emergencies come up, that things happen in life that might be unexpected, that require more income, more cash. Um, and you can plan for those right at the beginning when you're putting your structure in place. And that's the time to do it um, so that these situations don't happen where people feel like they need quick cash. And the only way that they can do it is to, you know, basically sign away a huge portion of their annuity. And so what we're trying to do at AAPD is educate people, have 
get people to understand the implications. Um, you know, if you take out a, if you factor your structured settlement and, you know, just as an example, you know, you sign away 10%, um, all of a sudden, you know, your monthly check that you've been depending on is going to go down by a certain dollar amount. Um, and so then you're in an even tighter financial position, um, which makes you sometimes need, feel you need to factor again, right? Which then makes your monthly payment go down again, um, which puts you in an even tougher position. The average consumer, I am told, factors their settlement once they do it once um, between five and six times. Um, and that is really leaves them with not very much in the end. And these companies don't necessarily care about where the consumer is at the end of the day, right? And so that's why we need some strong regulations in place that will help protect consumers um, and help ensure that people are set up for the, their lives, really, because that's what the structure is designed to do. Sally, um, some years ago, there was a efforts at the state and federal level to put uh, court oversight uh, on these factoring transactions, um, and and that happened in most states. But uh, some say that uh, that uh, it just isn't enough. Uh, do you believe uh, there's a need for better regulation, and where do you think that regulation might come from? My understanding is that courts are overloaded with these cases, so they rubber stamp them, though they shouldn't. And so we could do some judicial education. Uh, there is always an opportunity to let judges know how these, um, how these uh, factoring arrangements actually work and how they're a very bad bargain for the, uh, the person who's got the uh, structured settlement. But um, I, I'm, I'm concerned that ultimately that's not going to work because judges have very full dockets and they apparently are pretty much, uh, you know, signing, signing these orders, even though uh, they're a really bad deal for a disabled person who's the um, recipient of these annuities. So uh, a couple of ways to think about this. Um, one is that on a, yeah, is there some activity that can be done on a state level, uh, legislatively? Is there uh, more training that can be done, uh, again, in, a com in combination with training for judges? There's also the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is set up to look at tricks and traps and predatory practices in the financial industry. So that's another issue, uh, another opportunity. And um, there's potentially some you know, opportunities for state regulation and uh, law enforcement, as in the Attorney General's office, looking at a consumer protection perspective at these, uh, these factoring uh, contracts. So those are some of the issues we're pursuing. And of course, we've got the federal bill that Congressman Cartwright introduced that we're going to be looking at. Well, you know, it's interesting, Sally. Uh, California passed a law that said that if there's a factoring transaction that's brought before the court, Rather than just have uh, the lawyer appear that's really being paid by the factoring company, that the original plaintiff's lawyer, the original lawyer that was in the transaction when the plaintiff was uh, paid initially in the case, should be notified so that that individual, if he has some knowledge about this particular plaintiff, can come in and say, wait a minute, I know my client, he's prone to these issues, maybe this isn't a great idea. And also this concept, uh, Mark, you mentioned this multiple factoring transactions five or six or seven times. That should be a real red flag to uh, to a judge who's being looked at to uh, to approve something like this. You're right, Sally. The judges are overworked. A lot of rubber stamping is going on. 
but uh, we've got to do a better job to protect uh, the disabled. Mark, in your experience, why are the disabled individuals that we've been trying to protect here, why are they going to these factoring companies in the first place? Well, what's, what's prompting that move? Is it simply well, the I advertising? Think that, I think the advertising certainly helps. Um, but uh, ultimately, you need to look at the context. Um, and uh, let me run through a couple of statistics that I think are really interesting and sort of set the stage for why people are looking to factor their structured settlements. 12.9% of people with disabilities versus 6.1% of people without disabilities are unemployed. Right, that is a huge mm. difference. Um, about one in three people with a disability live below the poverty level. One in three are below the poverty level, um, and so we're talking about many people who, right, are in the structured settlement um, situation, right? And so these folks, right, are are not in necessarily the most fiscally. Um, sound position, unfortunately. And so I think that drives a number of consumers to look at factoring. Um, but I think financial literacy is also another thing that you need to look at as well, right? And so 31% of people, according to a recent survey, 31% of people with disabilities say it's very difficult to cover monthly expenses compared with 15% of people without disabilities in that survey. 50% of people with disabilities compared to 30% of people mm. without disabilities say they're not at all satisfied with their current personal financial condition, mm -hmm. right? Um, people with disabilities are more likely to be late on mortgage payments, 31% compared to 21% of people without disabilities. Um, they are almost twice as likely to have unpaid medical bills, right? So when you talk about medical expenses going up over time, people with disabilities are literally twice as likely to have unpaid medical bills. Um, and I think the last statistic that I think is really sort of telling is when asked, have you set aside emergency funds that would cover your expenses for three months? 16% of people with disabilities say that they have compared to 41% of people without. And so you really need to look at the broader context um, with which these factoring companies are operating. They are, as Sally sort of alluded to at the beginning, preying on the most vulnerable people. And so that is why it's important um, for us to put in place, you know, some good regulations, some good rules, um, do a lot of consumer education so that people can't be taken advantage of so easily. Well, Mark, those are some very sobering statistics you just uh, you just listed there. So uh, I think all of our audience is uh, quite concerned, obviously, about the uh, the state of the disabled versus the, uh, as you say, the average. Uh, we've got to be uh, much more careful about how we deal and protect uh, that vulnerable group. So we're going to take a quick break right now and be back in just a minute right here on Ringler Radio with Sally Greenberg and Mark Periello, and, of course, my co-host, Randy Dyer. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. 
check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and I'm joined by my co-host today, Randy Dyer, and our special guests, Sally Greenberg and Mark Periello. We're discussing consumer rights when it comes to factoring companies and the uh, purchase of a structured settlement by uh, what Sally Greenberg calls the predatory practices of the factoring industry. Mark, uh, uh, Sally mentioned uh, uh, the SAPER bill. Um, uh, uh, Representative uh, Matt Cartwright uh, from Pennsylvania introduced that last year. Uh, and I know you were involved with uh, the senator and with his staff. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that bill and uh, what, what it would do uh, uh, to protect consumers? Yeah, absolutely. So Representative Cartwright, um, who's a Democrat from Pennsylvania, introduced the Safer Structured Settlements Act, um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, just over a year ago. What this bill would do is it would prevent companies from taking any more than five percentage points higher than the current um, ideal interest rate, and it would limit administrative fees to 2% of the lump sum's value. And so basically, right, for people with disabilities and for people who have structured settlements, this is their money, right, and they should have the right to do with it as as they see fit um, within certain confines. And so what this bill does is it doesn't eliminate the factoring of structured settlements, but what it does is make it so that there is a much more level playing field so that these astronomical discount rates are no longer, um, you know, there. Um, and so that, you know, people are much more protected um, in the long run. Um, the other thing that the bill will do, which I think is, you know, fundamentally important, is companies would be required to disclose information to help payees understand the process in general and their transaction in particular. Um, and so I don't know how many folks uh, listening have a mortgage, but when you go for a mortgage, one of the things you get is your good faith estimate. Um, and it's where the lender has to walk you through all of the the fees and everything associated with that mortgage. From my perspective, right, it would be great to have something like that around structured settlements so that if people are entering into uh, a factored settlement, rather, um, that they would have that information, right? They would know exactly how this is going to impact their long-term annuity. They would know exactly what the percentage rates were. Um, they would see exactly how much the company is making um, through this transaction um, and make it much more transparent because I think fundamentally transparency is going to go a long way towards helping people better understand what they're getting into. Well, Mark, the motto of my high school was knowledge is power. And I think that's what you're talking about. Empowering some of these folks by giving them a lot more knowledge about what they're getting into and what the ramifications are, what they're about to, uh, to do with their structured settlement. Sally, how can we educate consumers on the benefits of structured settlements, and uh, how is the National Consumers League personally creating some awareness around that? 
Well, we've been using social media to raise awareness about the problem of factoring. You know, uh, what surprised me in getting into this is a lot of people have never heard of uh, structured settlement, and they never heard of uh, the problem of factoring. So we've got a lot of educating to do, and we really have to focus our outreach on people in uh, the disability community and their family members to resist, to get them to resist the urge to take on these very uh, dangerous uh, contracts where they give away the right to these uh, annuities. Uh, we, you know, we've got, we've got. Uh, I mean, you all did a really um, great interview with a congressman from uh, Rhode Island who is uh, the only, I think, the only member yeah, of Congress who is in a wheelchair. Yes. Um, and he talked about how important the structured settlement was uh, for him. Uh, I've got that right, right? The details on that? Absolutely, yeah. Congressman Langevin. Yeah. I mean, those are the stories that people need to hear. And he talks about how important his quality of life uh, was and how protected it was as a result of a structured settlement. We need to get the word out about what's going on behind the scenes by companies that uh, go after uh, the disability community and other communities, other vulnerable communities as well. You know, they, they keep a list of, um, they, they've gotten very sophisticated in keeping lists of people and databases of people that they can target uh, for uh, factoring. And it, it's a very nefarious industry that really preys on the most vulnerable and preys on people's, uh, you know, uh, immediate need for or desire for immediate gratification. And I really think that they should be exposed, and that's part of educating consumers, exposed for what they do and the raw deal that they give uh, victims of these uh, these contracts who get uh, get their structured settlement factored. So we've got a big job ahead of us. So you know, just educating about structured settlements, educating about factoring, getting uh, the con- uh, our friend from Rhode Island, the Congressman Langevin, is that uh, yes, that's correct. He, uh, we need to get him to tell his story and others like him to tell their story and to say, don't be tempted. Uh, there are other ways to get cash if you need it. As Mark said, you know, you want to go in there and, and make an arrangement so that you have some cash on hand if you have emergencies. But there are other ways to get cash which are not predatory. Borrowing from a bank is a time-honored way to get a, um, a, a, you know, or doing a, a second mortgage on your home where you're paying a reasonable interest rate and you get to pay it back. You don't lose your entire investment, as Mark described, by, by factoring over and over again until there's nothing left. So uh, we're hoping to work with members of Congress on this. And, and, and I love that I, I love the, we have a bill introduced in the House, and I think we need a bill introduced in the Senate, and there's a long road ahead. Well, you know, Randy, it seems like what Sally is saying is so true. We need to educate and educate, but uh, it seems that unless the congressman from Rhode Island or Sally herself is standing next to Kim Kardashian, people aren't really paying attention to, to a lot of these folks and a lot of these issues. It's a it's a sad commentary on, on American life today, but it's tough to, to break through the clutter to get great information about significant topics to the to the public. Well, I think it's a, you know, we all have a responsibility, and I think uh, there is a natural alliance between the AAPD, its members who have suffered catastrophic injury, uh, Sally's organization uh, representing uh, uh, consumers uh, most at risk, such as people with catastrophic injuries, and the structured settlement industry, which has provided the uh, the private sector uh, solution for uh, uh, 
those with catastrophic injuries. So I, I think the alliance is right. I'm sure we can uh, get the right message to the right people. No question. We've got great advocates in both Sally and Mark to try to go out there and uh, send the message to the people uh, and the con- congressional uh, interests that really should be uh, taking the bull by the horns on this issue. Well, Sally and Mark, it's been a fascinating discussion. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do, all of us, in trying to educate the uh, both not only Congress but the American people about what this is all about and the factoring industry. Uh, Sally, if someone wanted to get a hold of you or talk to you or read some of your uh, interesting uh, work on a lot of these issues, how would they do that? Uh, go to our website. That's uh, www.nclnet.org. And uh, there's contact information, certainly for me there, but there's a lot of good information, uh, and there were articles on our, our seminar on consumer protection and people with disabilities. So um, go to the website. There's lots of good information, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Terrific. And I just want to tell the audience that Sally also writes a terrific blog on a lot of different issues uh, surrounding the general area of consumer protections, et cetera. And it's uh, fascinating stuff. You do a great job, Sally, and I, I, I uh push i would i would i would encourage our audience to to go visit that site mark how about yourself same thing visit our website at the american association of people with disabilities the website is aapd.com um, there is lots of great information up there as well and ways to contact me and other folks on our staff uh, if you are interested in doing so um, and like sally um, we would love to hear from you terrific terrific and uh, randy if someone wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Oh, well, I'm on the Ringler uh, Associates uh, website as well. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm in uh, Rockville, Maryland. Well, that's terrific. And I want to remind our audience that you can reach any Ringler Associate by going to ringlerassociates.com, uh, where you can contact any of the associates around the country and learn a lot about structured settlements and also about factoring as well. And, uh, also remind you that all the Ringler radio shows, including this one, can be obtained by going to ringlerassociates.com or ringlerradio.com or legaltalknetwork.com. Or you can go to iTunes and uh, download from iTunes right onto your iPod or your iPad or whatever iDevice you're using and uh, walk around the park with your earphones on and listen to Sally Greenberg and Mark Periello. And Randy Dyer, and talk about this and many, many other interesting discussions. Okay, with that, I want to wish our audience uh, a great day. Thank you again, Sally and Mark. Thank you. So thanks for listening, everyone, and go out and have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.